Welcome to the Contractor Commute, a podcast by Congenius designed to fit right into your daily drive. Whether you're a small business owner, an employee, or off contracting on your own, we've got advice, stories, and leadership tips to help you out along the way. Welcome to this edition of the Contractor Commute. Uh, my name is Drew. I'm here with Ben Walsh, uh, and we are going to talk today about leading in construction. So what does it mean to be a leader? How do you lead? If you're leading a team, uh, that's one thing. Also, I think we would both say that everyone's a leader because ultimately uh, you are leading yourself. Uh, you got to kind of captain your own ship, um, especially if you've got your own business or you're able to kind of manage and run your own days, as most guys in this space do. Um, setting leadership priorities for yourself and potentially other people is uh, going to really make or break you. So uh, we're going to talk about leading in construction. So any uh, any initial thoughts on that, Ben? Well, the first thing that came to mind when you were saying that is how many of, how many of us have got into construction because we wanted the flexibility of being able to do what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly opened up this whole Pandora's box of now we have this flexibility that we've never managed before. We've always been told or a lot of times we've been just told what to do before that, you know, you got to be at work at seven, you get, you quit at three, you're just sort of that, you know, whatever the, the person on the treadmill, just doing what the boss tells you to do. And suddenly it was like, heck with that. We'll do whatever we want to do now. And mm-hmm. we have the opportunity and suddenly that flexibility has some problems, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, there, there are benefits to being managed. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things you don't have to think about because someone else did. Um, and they do give you your work. And while that can, those, those can feel like a prison bar. Sometimes I got to stay within the lane of what I'm being told to do. There's also this level of security there. That's like, Hey, if I stay in this lane, we're going to be successful. And I think when you have no one managing you and no one's motivating you and no one's inspiring you, no one's, you know, holding you accountable to anything, uh, that freedom can, uh, can kill you if you don't manage it well and don't lead yourself well. Yeah. And I think we can see this in any industry. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody, can take that. I'm the boss. I can decide what I want to do when I want to do it and essentially take that freedom and do the wrong things with it. Yeah. And really hurt themselves. And I think that's a a lot about mindset too, right? I mean, how Mm -hmm. do we approach what we are as a leader? How do we approach what we should be? What should we be doing? And and what really our objectives as as leaders need to be defined, what our expectations are. It's so easy to define expectations of what we want other people to do. <laughs> you know, like if we only had better employees, we right. would be so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about this. We uh, kind of jotted down some uh, some just principles to live by, uh, and just leadership mentalities are going to help people be successful. Uh, the first one we talked about was uh, just focusing on success instead of focusing on failure. And at a high level, it's you know what what are you thinking about? You know what's going on in your thought life? Um, what are um, some areas? You know, and so one of the things we talked about is really this this concept of you know you have a thought life, you have things going on in your head, um, and you've got a focal. Point. You know, and they say when you're driving a car, they always, remember as a driver said, they're like, don't look at the road right in front of you. You're always going to be swerving in the lane. You're always supposed to be looking down the road. It's like, okay, well, what do you see in the future? Where, where are you pointed at? Where's your target? Um, and what's your, where's your focus at? And you can write focus statements and vision statements, but I think most of the time you're going to find your actual focus when you're sitting in your truck at the red light and there's nothing to think about except for what you're thinking about, or you can't sleep at night. What thoughts are going through your mind as you're losing sleep? Um, that is where your mental energy is actually going and just the power of focusing and being aware of what that, that thought life is. And are you focused on failure or success? Yeah. And a lot of times that translates into, are we focused on the pressures of the moment 
and do we have enough space to be able to deal with them in a instead of just a reactive way? How many times have we seen other people as leaders just focusing on reacting to problems? And it's mm-hmm. a difficult spot to be. And I found myself in, in that spot as well, of just going from one fire to another, mm-hmm. never really thinking about where am I going? It's yeah. just this is an immediate problem. We solve it. We don't think about what happens next. Right. And that's a dangerous spot to be as a business yeah. owner. And you'll be busy. Yes, because <laughs> there's no shortage of like those problems, right? right? So, you know, you can you can be in fire extinguishing mode all day. Yep. And at the end of the day, you'll be tired. You'll feel like you've worked hard. You'll, you know, you'll, but you're not quite sure what you did. Yeah. Other than react right. uh, to, and then, then you're kind of a, a, a sailboat in the wind without a rudder. Yeah. And whichever way the wind blew that day is the day that you went. Um, and that may have, maybe the complete wrong direction, but that's where your, where your energies went. Yeah. Um, you know, we, there's this analogy, right. Where like your brain is in your mind is like kind of grand central station or like an airport. Right. And there's, you know, uh, flights coming in, flights going out. You walk through an airport, like that gate's got a plane going to Nashville. This plane's got a, you know, flight going to LA. And it's like, well, where do you want to go? There's all this traffic coming in and out. Right. And you kind of this air traffic control of what's coming in and out of your, of your mind and which flights do you want to board? You know, um, a lot of times as a leader, because it's all on you, whether you own your own business or you just own your own day or shoot, you're just leading your own family. A lot of times it's, it's on you to make the decisions. And so uh, things creep in your head uh, and flights, you know, flights come in all the time that have a destination on them for discouragement, mm-hmm. you know, or we're going to fail or this isn't going to work. Uh, as a leader, those thoughts come in your mind every day. At some point, you're going to have a thought that comes in and says, hey, you're crazy. You shouldn't have done this. Yeah. You're in over your head. You're not going to make it, you know, um, and that thought will come in and you got to make a decision of which plane you're going to get on. You know, you're going to board that flight. So discouragement uh, or, you know, be aware that plane is landing and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to I'm not going to get on that. Right. And I think as a leader, because there's pressure on you, because you are charting your own course, because no one's inspiring you or motivating you or telling you what to do. It's uh, often, you know, you've got to lead yourself well. And I think a lot of that starts with which, you know, which planes are you getting on in your own head? So such a great point. And really, so many times we engage thoughts without really stepping back from the thought and analyzing. Is this a thought we should, taking the thought captive, you're a person of faith, you've heard that before. It's, you know, taking the thought and saying, do I want to engage with this thought? Do I want to get into that thought or just say, Mm -hmm. there's this thought. And this is, this is a thought of just, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all going to pot, just, you know, throw in the towel, mm-hmm. uh, quit early, uh, go have some fun. Even when you know you got something you need to get done or just work till your, you know, uh, work till midnight, ignore your family. All these things are, are potential solutions to, to pressure points. Yeah. And you can engage a thought you shouldn't, instead of just taking that thought captive and saying, okay, now that's not one I want to, uh, you know. It just let it just really it's mindfulness being able to take the thought and just be able to look at it and say, all right, thoughts are fleeting. Yeah. Right. I mean, they come and go all day long. Yep. Which ones are we going to engage with? Yeah. Which one are we going to give? Yeah. Give into which train are you going to board? Yes. You know, and then once the other thing too is once you've boarded the wrong train, how quickly do you do you realize you've gotten on the wrong train? Oh, yeah. Get off? You know, because some of those are discouragement, those things. But some of like a train that a lot of people fight is procrastination. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it later. Will you? Right. Like, you know, where it is, you know, like, and that's where even you can get behind on projects, get behind on your work, um, especially if you own your own deal. No one knows where you are. You can just say, well, I'm going another I'm working with another client. I'm on another job, you know, but maybe you're not. 
and no one really knows where you're at. And so you can procrastinate and be inefficient and mentality wise, you start to think it's not a big deal. And, and, and those are the things that can go downhill pretty quick in your mind, but it starts with the trains that you got on. And then how quickly can you get off of that train? When you start, whether you're thinking about discouragement, failure, failure focused instead of success focused, um, you know, I don't know what you're thinking about right now. Like no one knows what you're thinking about except for you. So who do you want to get you off of that train? Say goodbye to the hassle of estimating for your construction projects with Congenius. Our intuitive platform makes creating highly accurate and detailed estimates a breeze. And with cloud-based access and automatic calculations, you can focus on what really matters, building your business. Visit Congenius.com to learn more. Congenius, build like no one else. Yeah, let's talk about some, some strategies for dealing with this. I yeah. think one of the things that's been really helpful in my life is actually building some routine, building some rails for those trains, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, to be able to say, these are the things that are important to me in life. Because there was a time I just get up, do whatever the heck I wanted to do, jump out. Of, if I wanted to leave for work first thing in the morning, beat everybody to work, get stuff done. That's what I do. If I want to stay back, you know, there wasn't these boundaries. And I grew up with a very... Uh, sort of very fun type of ad hoc, we do what we want to do kind of approach to things without those kind of boundaries. And, and I kind of got used to that. And there's some, there's some benefit to that too, but mm-hmm. started realizing um, that even in all of that, there was routine, but there's discipline. I mean, it's, it's being able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And that was hard for me. I mean, yeah. to be able to say, okay, I'm going to get up at five. I'm going to take the time to, you know, have my morning routine, spend time doing the things that matter, spending time with, uh, my family first mm-hmm. and then leave for work. Um, maybe that's morning, maybe that's evening, but be able to set the, the parameters for it. Yeah. I mean, wh- what does that look like for you? I mean, is, yeah. Well, you got to make some pre-choice choices. You know yes. what I mean? Like, like <laughs> don't wait for the decision to come to think about it. Like, I think those disciplines um, and those routines are like, no, I, I've already made a decision on what I'm going to do, whether it's the alarm clock whether it's moving the alarm clock across the room. So mm-hmm. it's like, no, I don't hit snooze. Cause I know morning me really good morning. Me hits the snooze button <laughs> because he's not thinking about, you know, productivity and getting stuff done. He's thinking about more sleep, you know? And so some of those pre-choice choices are things like, Hey, my alarm clock's in the other side of the room, or I, I set morning appointments where I know I've got to be somewhere by 7am. So that gets me up and out of bed and out of the house by a certain time, or, you know, just whatever those things are to put schedules around yourself where it's like, I know myself well enough to know what I need to be able to be productive. And in the moments when you're thinking right and you're on the right mental trains, make some decisions and set some structure in place, knowing that you're going to have moments where you're struggling, where you're discouraged or whatever. But it's like I, my commitments and my disciplines keep me, mm-hmm. keep me on the rails, you know. So let's talk about a scenario where you have all those routines set up. You have you have the life you want as far as your morning routine your evening routine, you have these rituals established, you're happy with that. And then you realize, oh, there's only eight hours in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get done what you need to get done. Yeah. But, you know, so now it comes down to growing a team, leading other people. And yep. and they're not just going to do that out of the box. Right. Yeah. Now you have to replicate. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be led. Yes. You know, I, I've been a, you know, you know, there's all these manager roles and, you know, in corporations and companies. And it's like, the truth is most people actually do need to be managed. 
yeah, yeah. Is, this is reality. Like yeah. if they didn't, you wouldn't need some of those roles. But I think when you start setting the tone and setting the pace for uh, your your team, uh, you got to think about certain things, and you also have to uh, set the tone mentally and emotionally. Um, one thing that you know I've heard you talk about in the past is being able to absorb emotional pressure or being able to absorb pressure for your team. Um, and I think as a leader, you're always going to have the most pressure. The heaviest weight is always carried by the senior leader, mm-hmm. right? And um, how do you absorb and carry that weight well and not just pass it off to everybody else? So what do you talk to you about how do you absorb pressure for your team? One of the things that has really helped me absorb pressure is being able to realize at the end of the day, my life and my world is very insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Today will be long forgotten in a year from now. It, I mean, yes, choices have uh, consequences. But at the same time, what I see as pressure, it, do we have enough money for the payroll? Or do we have, you know, we're short materials, we're short manpower, we don't have, I mean, whatever the pressures are at the moment, there can be this overwhelming sensation of what matters today is all the world's about. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. The life, life moves on without me. Yeah. And, uh, and if I died today, would that even matter? Yeah. Probably not. No. And so to really focus on the things that are of utmost importance mm-hmm. and not just get distracted by what seems important. Yeah. People's expectations of me are needed, not even all that important. People say, you know, when will you be done with this job? Well, we'll try to get done by tomorrow. Is that an expectation we should have there? Even, right. You know, are we creating scenarios where we feel pressure we shouldn't even feel? Yeah. I've had moments like that, trying to please people. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly fall off uh, this, you know, what is healthy for me and healthy for my team, we're focusing on things that are really not yeah. important. Yeah. So that's been the number one thing for me. Yeah. Uh, it's just being able to focus on making sure that I keep that properly weighted. The pressures of the moment right. aren't what life's all about. Yeah. We have a way of turning, uh, you know, when you're in any kind of leadership role or, you know, on your own business, it's, it's easy to turn mountain you know, make mountains out of molehills in your mind. Mm -hmm. And we create these mental monsters that are sitting there uh, in your mind. And we, we, you know, I've, I've gotten to a practice where when I'm stressed out or I'm feeling anxiety or pressure over something and it's keeping me up at night or it's starting to consume my thoughts, the problem. um, I've got a discipline where I have a journal where I'll sit on the left column. I'll write down, I'll just put words to everything I'm feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, I'm worried about this. I'm not sure I'm going to solve this problem. You know, uh, this, this customer's upset or I've got this, you know, tension or unresolved conflict within the team or whatever thing is on the left side. And I just, it, a lot of times what helps me is actually putting it on paper because almost every time when I write it down, it's nowhere near as big as it felt. <laughs> and then on the right column, I say, I make it on the top, say, what can I do about it? Yeah. Right. And then I, you actually write out the things that you can do about those problem statements. Yep. And the truth is some of those problems you can't solve, yep. you know, but what it does is gives you a course of action to, uh, to put your effort, your mental mm-hmm. and uh, your mental energy and your time into ways to solve problems mm-hmm. instead of spending your energy worrying, you know, spending your energy on fear, spending your energy on avoidance or some of those things to where you're exhausted at the end of the day, but you didn't really do anything about the problem. And tomorrow morning, that problem is going to wake you up before your alarm clock. Yep. And it's going to be like, good morning. And it's going to be ready to you know kick your tail all day long because you didn't do anything but worry about it yesterday. You bring up a couple of great points because so many times... The pressures of the moment, the 
things we have to deal with, the stuff that's, oh man, that's keeping you up at night are the result of decisions we've made prior to that. 100%. And suddenly where we have the consequences. And sometimes they, sometimes we didn't know that. It's inexperienced. Sometimes we just knew it coming, but we just procrastinated, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Now we're here. We have pressure. Something has to be solved today. And we have to recognize that it was the culmination of decisions over time. Right. And sometimes the solution is a culmination of right decisions over time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it means, you know, having conversations with people and saying, you know what, I let you down. This is the expectation. This is what I have expected myself. Yeah. And that's not what I delivered. And here's what I could propose as a solution. It's not ideal, but that's yeah. what I can do. Yeah. And then you also bring up a great point, which is about the emotional, uh, not letting the emotions rule the day. Because how we feel about yep. what's going on in life is not necessarily reality. Yeah, that is. Nor should it be. <laughs> it should not be. You know, feelings are, they're great. Uh, they add a lot of flavor to life. Yes. Right. Uh, they're the ups and downs without emotions and out feelings like our life would be very stale and boring. Uh, but understanding like feelings are also horrible filters for decision making. Yeah. Like if you make decisions based on the feeling, based on the fear of certain situations, you'll make poor decisions. You'll be fickle. Yeah. Uh, instead of your feelings coming and going, you'll be fickle. You'll be a person of no roots, of no discipline. You'll be unreliable because everything depends on how you felt that day, you know, and then mm-hmm. circumstances begin to rule your decision making because they're blowing on the sails of your feelings and you're making, you know, feeling based decisions instead of fact, strategic, thoughtful decisions about what you're doing with your time, what you're doing with your effort, how you're communicating. Um, but yeah, the, the feeling will come and it will go. I am glad that I did not get some of the tattoos that I felt like getting when I was 18 years old, you know, <laughs> so, uh, so it, many times. Uh, yeah, it uh, felt so yeah, right. <laughs> you know? The emotion, I mean, we make fun of other people that we can see it so clearly in another person making a decision based on emotion. Mm-hmm. You can see somebody reacting to things going on in life and you're saying, it's not that bad. Like, right. Don't jump off the bridge. It's really, I mean, yep. today might suck, but tomorrow might be the best day of your life. Don't, yeah. don't throw in the towel, yeah. like stay the course. I mean, yeah. it's just not that bad, yeah. but the emotions tell you, no, it's horrible. Yep. Everything's coming to an end. Yeah. All these problems because yeah. there's two problems, right? I mean, there's 50 other things that are amazing. You're alive, you're healthy, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the, all the positives that we can add up in our lives. Yeah. And we focus on those negatives. Yeah. I think when you, what I've seen people do is when you focus on those negatives and you, you know, your mind begins to think about all the ways your business is going to fail. Mm-hmm. All of the seven potential things that could happen that yep. could train wreck you. And now all of a sudden you're looking at for, a, you're looking for the boogeyman in every closet of like, all, you know, and cause your mind is focused on that. Yes. Well, then you start to make decisions expecting that to happen. So you might have a great opportunity come your way that if you are filled with faith and filled with expectation and we're ready to go win, you take the opportunity. But something in your head says, if you take that opportunity, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And so then you start making decisions like a failure. Yep. And then you ultimately manifest failure in your own life because you started thinking like a loser before you ever were one. And then you make, then you start, you start making failure decisions. And then five years later, you're like, I failed. And that voice in your head's like, yeah, I told you so. Right. And I think that's when you end up in the back seat, really, of, of your own life. Right. And it's your, you know, and then fear wins the day. Uh, emotions win the day instead of having a disciplined, structured, take every thought captive you know, mentality about how you're going to go chase success. And when you expect great things to happen and you expect success, often you start making decisions like a successful person would. Mm-hmm. You see opportunity, you see strategy, you see a positive outcomes and you start looking for those situations, all the ways things can go right. And then you start acting that way. You yep. start making decisions for that. And if you're in that mentality, you put yourself in that position. Most people who aim at success ultimately hit it. Mm-hmm. The problem is most of us on that road somewhere 
get out of balance internally as a leader and we start actually pointing ourselves towards failure and we hit that goal too. This is what we talk about with limiting beliefs. We limit our ability to achieve based on what we think is reality for us. Yeah. This is the most we could accomplish in life. This yeah. is the, this is our ceiling. Yeah. Life has gone by, the ship has sailed. Yep. And so let's settle. Too old, too broke, don't know enough, yep. don't know the right people, you yep. know. Yeah. Instead of getting out there and saying, here's a weakness. Yeah. Identify it. Seek a mentor, seek help, see mm-hmm. what I mean, yeah. if there's some some aspect of business we don't understand. There's a lot of guys. I mean, totally. so, so many people that I've just asked questions to that have been around for 40, 50 years and say, this is the struggle I'm having. How do you solve it? Yeah. And suddenly they're just, there's wealth of knowledge is at their fingertips. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're happy that you're, they, they can help. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But I think the person who expects failure never looks for that person, yep. never has the courage to ask the question, never even gets in that conversation mm-hmm. because their, their limiting beliefs stop them from behaving the right way to begin with, you know? So anyway, I think, uh, Good point, like good conversation, good thought on, you know, what goes on your head. We talked about taking every thought captive. So let's, let's kind of, we talked about, you know, what we believe in, what can you do about it? Um, So what are some things that, you know, that you can do uh, when you're in that spot? If you're listening right now, you're like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, and I'm expecting to fail and I'm I'm not sleeping at night. I've got worry and and panic and fear in my head more than hope and belief and strategy. What are some things people could do, uh, could do about it? Make sure that you don't try to fix everything all in one go. Sometimes decisions uh, are, change is difficult and it requires incremental change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to make, building a habit, you have to make it fun. You have to make it uh, attainable. And so the way that's worked out in my life is many times I would say, okay, you know, whatever the lack of discipline is, I'm going to go to the opposite extreme, do the new year's resolution. And tomorrow we are starting a new life. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> no more failure. We are going to be successful. And it's yeah. not that way. Right. No. I mean, it, no. it's, it it's sometimes time to unwind. Yeah, it stuff. does. I mean, and, and really celebrate minor wins, minor successes and say, okay, there's this one thing I can change yep. today. Yeah. And it's not about, it's not, we don't rely on anybody else for it. It's something we know we can, we can own something we can, we can really control something that we can do today and it's something that really that's uh manageable yep and uh and not focus on all the other things yeah just one thing at a time one positive decision one healthy decision at a time and suddenly they start to add up yeah i think it is start small normally and i think the thing too is you got to build confidence in your belief to change right and i think sometimes you start believing in always and never so i'll never no always as opposed to like wait a minute i'm gonna make one change today this week Create one habit, one discipline, a simple thing. What happens is you start to make commitments to the person in the mirror, right? Where it's like, hey, I said I was going to do this thing and I did it. Mm-hmm. And you build brick by brick by brick on that sort of thing. And it could be really small things, but you begin to build a confidence, understand like, wait a minute, I can change my life. I can lay another brick of change today, yeah. you know, or next week. And yeah, not having to completely change who you are overnight right. because you, you know, got inspired on a late night. And a big pitfall we want to avoid in all this, and I've fallen into it at times is looking around us at all of the reasons why we're failing outside of what we can control. Yeah. It's just, if we just had better employees, I mean, if you just didn't screw up yesterday, I mean, there's blame all around us. We can blame people. And instead of just owning problems and saying, okay, I can be a better leader. And that's what it's all about. Right. Yep. Being healthier people. uh, So we can be better leaders. It starts with us personally, how we can lead our families, how we can lead our teams. Yeah. And I think it's catchy. Suddenly you have a team that's saying, wow, the boss is really, he's a healthy person. Like he's on it. Mm -hmm. 
that that communicates excitement yeah. and vision to people. Whereas if you're yeah. the person just always blaming, always yelling, always, yep. always, uh, you know, uh, taking shortcuts, procrastinating. Yeah. You can't get buy-in. Yeah. It rolls downhill. Yep. You know, uh, like it or not, every organization takes on the personality of a senior leader. Good. The pros and the cons of that. That's yep. just what happens. You know, um, so, so Drew, I mean, what are the outcomes? What do we, I mean, why do this? Why? I mean, because this takes hard work, right? This yeah. is discipline. You know, at the end of the day, you put this hard work in. What do you, what are you going to experience personally? Yeah. What does this mean for your, your team as a company, your, your company? Yeah. Well, I think you've got one, you've got peace, right? Like, cause yes. you, you've made some commitments to yourself and you're keeping them. So that is the sleep at night factor where it's like, Hey, I don't have it all solved, but I know what I said I was going to do last week. I actually did. And it might not have changed the world, but it laid one brick in changing the world. And so I think there's a personal peace that comes when you're starting to make commitments to yourself and keeping them. You start to operate towards your true north and you become a values based leader um, that people can buy into. You know, um, when you say one thing and do another um, or you have an ideal you're aspiring to, but none of your actions line up to that. We've all been there. Like we're, who you want to be and who you are, there's a pretty wide gap. Mm, yeah. And and when that gap exists in the leadership role, people don't trust you, you know? And so uh, lack of trust equals lack of commitment. Uh, lack of commitment equals lack of results. You know, lack of results ultimately is going to lead to failure or lack of revenue yeah, <laughs> in the right, business right, standpoint, right. you know? But like all that stuff ladders back down to, do you, are you trustworthy? So I think as a leader, um, people buy the leader before they buy the mission every time, you know? Um, and so you become a believable person when you make the commitments that you're keeping. Uh, you keep the commitments that you're making. Yeah. Um, and when you begin to do that, because you've focused on the right thoughts, you start to follow through and start to execute at a higher level yourself. You're more dependable. You're getting more stuff done. You know, people want to be like you. Huh. Um, they, they, you. They see something in you as a leader that they want to they aspire towards. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the sort of thing is that that, that raises the tide of everyone on the team. Um, and frankly, like even someone listening, you might be just be a father. Like, hey, I don't manage people at work, but hey, you lead yourself and you lead your family. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, even those things is becoming the father or the friend. Um, and as, as you begin to grow and take accountability and start to do things about the things you can do something about, um, you begin to have a broader sphere of influence because more things in your life are going to line up. You're going to have healthier finances. You're going to have a healthier physical body. You yeah. know, you're going to have a healthier marriage. You're, all these things become healthier. And then people start coming around and saying, hey, you know, they start asking you questions. So then you actually have the ability to influence beyond just yourself because you've generated enough um, momentum personally to where you're starting to win some battles in your own life. You know, it's like, I don't want to take fitness advice from a guy who's not fit physically. So true. I don't want money advice from a guy who's, you know, getting payday loans, you know, Um but when you've got it in order, you begin to have an influential place in other people's lives because you, you become a person of consistency and character yourself, yep. you know, so. Um, and it's one one decision after another, yeah. building, Pick not getting thing. discouraged. Yep. Stay the course. Yeah. And, you know, any yeah. of us can and look at what we yeah. want to be versus where we're at today, like you brought up. Yeah. And so in wrapping this up, I think that's a key take home is just, you know, all of us to focus on the one thing we can change today. One thing. Yep. Yeah. And to be flexible about it. I've had to modify my thing, you know, my routines mm -hmm. and be like, you know what? That doesn't quite work. Yeah. That's not me. You know, yep. just because it worked for some other guy, he gets up at four in the morning. You know, yeah. maybe you get up at seven. Right. You know, but it's just the consistency of it is the commitment. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the results. Staying the yeah. course over time, yeah. not being perfect, but being consistent. Right. And ultimately, you'll, you'll make progress. Yeah. You know, you put yourself back in the driver's seat. 
uh, of your own life, your own business, your own career, your own family, you'll start charting your own course as opposed to being in the back seat and hoping it goes well. Yeah. Hey, we're we're all together in this. I mean, yeah. we're not we're not preaching at anybody here. It's yeah. just, we're, we're we're not figure, we haven't figured it out. We're yeah. we're living this every day, and it's yeah. all about those choices every day. Yeah. And hopefully, this is helpful. Hopefully, yeah. this can be uh, something that uh, inspires other people that just realize, hey, it's not that bad. Yep, the negatives aren't that negative. Focus yep. on the good. Yep, make corrections to the to the negative things, and just one step in front of the other. Yeah, and focus on really living healthy lives, and that just transcends into the rest of uh, really kind of cascades into the rest of the, the team and yeah. suddenly you're like wow yeah it's exciting yeah absolutely all right ben thanks for taking the time that's a uh, wrap on this episode of the contractor commute we'll catch you guys next time